0: What's going on, everybody, and welcome in to another edition of b Shafe Daily. Brendan Schaefer here with you in the morning hours of Saturday, October 22nd, 2022, and we're here with another NFL Picks episode. We'll have some Cardinals episodes coming this next week, promise you that, with the hot stove getting ready to heat up, some interesting news going on already a little bit with the idea that uh, Skip Schumacher interviewing with The Marlins for their managerial opening. That could bring some changes to the Cardinals coaching staff if Skip becomes the Skip for another organization, which I think he deserves at some point. Would like to see that. Uh, And it could come as early as this offseason potentially based on uh, the reports we're hearing from uh, his interview situation there. So we'll have more of that coming up, but we're going to get through this uh, NFL episode today. Make sure that we have it on the books once again. And to make sure I get this thing out in time for everybody to listen to it and think about what their picks of the week would be, I'm going to go ahead and jump right into it. But before I do, I want to remind you guys to subscribe to B-Shape Daily on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to support the show, it's patreon.com slash for 12 That would be the place to do it. But I want to hop right into the picks today, and I'm going to have one little change from the way I've done it in the past, and this is just common sense it's what you should be doing anyway if you're using these picks or making your own picks to uh, actually try to bet on these games you should be looking across multiple sports books for the best lines available uh, Really if you're in a jurisdiction of legality that has you know Draftkings fan duel what, what however many different sports books are uh, available in your state or or the states that you're able to to drive to, like if I live in St. Louis area, I can get to Illinois rather easily. If I'm going to place some bets, the obvious thing would be: All right, well, check if I want to bet on this. If I want to bet on the Packers, where's the best line available across the different sports books that are available to me? So I, it, it takes a little bit of time, a little bit of extra time, but can be worthwhile. But I'm noticing as we're getting through uh, the season here that we are hovering right around 500 on these picks. We went seven and six last week on the games that we picked on the podcast against the spread, but six and seven on the over-unders on the totals. So again, right around 500, I think we're like a game above or below for the full season. If you're counting against the spread in total picks and one way to make sure that you can be a little more profitable is, Hey, if there's a half a point difference here or there, and you're taking the best odds available to it, you, you'd be surprised. That's it. I mean, it's all hard enough. Like Vegas, And now I guess we can't just say Vegas because sports books are everywhere. But the people setting these odds, they know what they're doing. And so if there's any advantage to be gained at any point in this process, it's obviously uh, recommended to do so. So what we'll do is we'll just check DraftKings and FanDuel should be a way for me to maybe up this record a little bit. You want to be at like 53% to be profitable, I believe, is the number, 53, 53 53.5%, something like that. And uh, right now, we're just hovering right around 50. So let's see if we can get this up and uh, have a good week with our NFL picks. So we'll start here with uh, the noon games on Sunday. The first one being the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Carolina to take on the Panthers. They've fired Matt Rule. They've now traded Christian McCaffrey. Earlier in the week when I wrote this game up, it was minus 11 for the Buccaneers. Now it is up to minus 13 at DraftKings. Because of the McCaffrey trade, they won't have that offensive weapon in Carolina to contend with the Buccaneers. That's a little unfortunate for our purposes because I was on the Buccaneers. I don't think that Carolina was scoring with McCaffrey, and they're they're certainly not scoring without him. I don't know if they get to 13. I believe the team total before was 13.5 or 14 points for the Panthers. And I said, that's eh, it's going to be under. They might score 9 or 10 or 13 points. They're not getting two touchdowns against this Bucs defense who after last week, are probably pretty peeved about the way that they played against the Steelers losing that game. But they didn't allow all that many points. I think that was like a 20 to 18 loss, something like that. And this Panthers offense is not any good. Yes, you have to go on the road again. But the Panthers, whether it's been home or road, they are averaging like 16, 17 points a game it's going to be even worse against the Bucks defense that is one of the best in football. Other than the Chiefs game where they just kind of lost their minds and allowed Patrick Mahomes and company to get like 41 points on them, this Bucks defense has been the best in football. And even including that game, I believe the numbers still bear that out. So I'm looking for a bounce-back game for the Bucks. Uh Definitely looking for them to cover the 13 points, uh, despite the line moving not in our favor the last couple of days. The total was 40 and now it's 39 and a half. I was feeling pretty good about the under, um but that possibility of like a 27-13 to land right on the number 40 was, seemed possible. I also worry about the Bucks just getting to like 31 and just blowing them out of the water. You go 31 to 9, now that ends up pushing the over 39 and a half, but I'm still going to say under because I just don't think the Panthers. I mean, they might score 3 points. It's possible that the Bucks could win this 34 to 3. Uh I'm very heavy on the Bucks this week. I'll go Bucks 27, Panthers 10, 37 total points. Remember, the Bucks offense hasn't been great as of late either. And uh, so that's part of the, the reason for this total being so low. But I just think it's going to be motivation by their defense, and they're going to get points, but not enough that they're going to carry this total over by themselves. So Bucks 27, Panthers 10. We're taking the Bucks minus the 13 and under 39.5. Next up on the docket is Packers. Minus four and a half visiting the Washington Commanders. The Commanders will be without Carson Wentz for the foreseeable future. Taylor Heineke, who was their quarterback last year, is back in as the starter. I don't really know that that changes much for them because Carson Wentz was so bad. And if he was playing hurt, maybe that's part of the reason. But he just, I mean, it was it was ugly for Carson Wentz. So Heineke in, I don't think that's a massive difference. The, the difference in this game needs to be the Packers offensively finally getting things going. It has just been so ugly for that offense but the commander's defense might be the trick that gets it to happen here. Uh, They're pretty poor. Can't really stop the run. I don't know that the Packers are going to be able to throw on anybody without the weapons on the outside. They don't seem to have those guys emerging just yet. I like Romeo Dobbs, but he's a rookie that is going to be inconsistent. And Aaron Rodgers uh, is probably frustrated that he came back but didn't add in the fact that, oh, yeah, you have to keep Devontae Adams if I'm coming back. Otherwise, I'm retiring and gonna go do my weird Aaron Rodgers stuff somewhere else that isn't what happened he's there and it's been frustrating for the Packers but I think this is a week where they get it right only four and a half points over a pretty bad commanders team I think they can get that done uh they win this game by six or seven it could be another ugly one I'm gonna go I'm again 41 and a half points like with Tom Brady in the last game and Aaron Rodgers in this game, those are low totals, and yet I'm finding myself on the underside for, for both of them, I believe. I'm going to go Packers 23, Commanders 17, uh, and the Commanders may even score fewer points than that if, if Heineke can't get it going. Packers do have a good defense. It could be like 23-13. But I'm going to go 23-17. That's 40 total points under the 41.5, and it's enough to cover the, 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 the 4.5 points at uh, both DraftKings and FanDuel for the Packers. Next game on the list, the Giants. Visiting the Jaguars, Jacksonville minus three. They're favored by a field goal in this game. Uh, Despite the two and four record, the Giants are five and one. I, boy, I don't really know about all that. Like Jacksonville's defense has struggled in recent weeks, which is a little scary going against the Saquon Barkley machine. I get that the Jacksonville Jaguars are at home for this game, but they just gave up a ton of passing yards to Matt Ryan in a high scoring loss. And I hadn't thought all that much of Matt Ryan so far this season. Daniel Jones is not a great quarterback. They don't have a lot of passing options either. But I feel like it's going to be a balanced enough offense. The Giants kind of muddle their way to wins. I would take the Giants to win this game outright. So if I'm getting three points, that's an easy call for me there. Uh, I'm going with New York. The total 43 or 43 and a half. And so if you're wanting the over, you're going to take the 43 side on that. And I think that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to say over in this game because both offenses can move the ball. I mean, if they both get to 20 points, you could get a 23 to 20 game which uh, would at least push on the over. I'm going to say Giants 24, Jaguars 20. That's the exact same score by which the Giants won last week over the Ravens. Uh I mean, the Giants just beat the Ravens. I don't know that it would be that far of a uh far of a cry for them to beat Jacksonville who's not really looked that good the last couple of weeks. So yeah, give me Gi- uh, Giants 24, Jags 20. And that's going to narrowly go over the 43 at DraftKings. Next game, Lions heading to Dallas, take on the Cowboys. The boys are minus six and a half at DraftKings. I believe it's the same at FanDuel. It is. Total slightly different FanDuel 48 and a half, DraftKings 49. Uh, yeah, you probably see some points in this game, but that's a high total. The Lions defense has been very forgiving this year. Cowboys defense not so much though. Like I think this could be I'm in a tough spot in fantasy where I've got I guess it's not a tough spot if you've got Josh Allen as I do as your fantasy quarterback, but he's on bye this week. And I've currently got Goff, Jared Goff of the Lions, in my quarterback spot, and I am not feeling great about that going against the Cowboys defense. So I also happen to have as their their fantasy defense. So I could hedge. I could play the Cowboy defense and say, well, if they don't do well, at least that means Goff probably does. But I'm a little bit Nervous about what uh, Detroit could do offensively. They've had games where they've just been shut down. The Patriots shut them down completely in a 29-0 win a couple of weeks ago. The Lions do get probably DeAndre Swift back. They've got Amon Ross St. Brown at his full capacity again. But that pass rush for the Cowboys can mess everything up. I think the Cowboys have a huge game on the ground. Zeke goes nuts. Tony Pollard even probably gets in on the fun. I think minus six and a half is not enough points. Cowboys probably win this by double digits. Does it get to forty nine or the 48 and a half at Fanduel? Uh, I I don't know. I, I I'm gonna say no. I think Cowboys thirty, Lions seventeen is where I land on this one. I think I think the Lions just kind of come up short and they like it could be. Actually, I'm gonna go sixteen because I don't know if they score multiple touchdowns even against the Cowboys. It might be more of a field goal thing. Bend but don't break for that Detroit. Offense against the Dallas defense. I'm going to go 30 to 16 Cowboys. So an easy cover is maybe one of my favorite covers of the week. Dallas is four and two against the spread this year. Detroit is three and two, so they've been solid. But I just think that, like, if I'm looking at the top five teams in the NFL, we did this on the Big Show this past week on KTGR and KTGR.com. Did our top five, bottom five NFL teams for me? I kind of made the comment there are three good teams in the NFL this year and everybody else is ranging somewhere from fine to bad. Um, But maybe the Cowboys are the exception to that. Like I looked at the Bills, the Chiefs, and obviously the Eagles as the three top teams in the NFL. I think the Cowboys for me right now are pretty handily number four. Uh, They're and 4-2. They won some games with Cooper Rush, and now they're getting Dak Prescott back. That's probably what I should have led with with this Cowboys-Lions pick. Cowboys are getting Dak back, so... I just think the offense is too good. The defense is very good. And so I'm I'm looking under 49. We'll take the DraftKings number because it's a little more favorable for the under. But uh, I think it comes from a, a good offensive game from the Cowboys. Even 31-17 would get under this 49. So I feel decent about that and uh, really like the Cowboys minus the 6.5. So we'll go 30-16 to as our final score. Next up, we've got the Atlanta Falcons traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Similar game script. The Bengals are favored by six and a half. The Falcons, however, are the one team in the NFL who has not lost yet against the spread. They are six and oh for sports bettors, covering the spread in each of their games so far this season. I kind of think that comes to an end this week. Cincinnati's four and two against the spread. They have played well uh, after a rough start. They've, they've really kind of put it together. I think this is a game where I know the Falcons. They're 3-3 three and three outright. They're tied for first in that division with the Bucks. I don't really know how they're doing it. They're ugly offensively. They, they have a decent defense, I guess. It shows up to play enough times to get them some wins. They beat the 49ers last week, 28-14, I believe, was the score of that game or something like that. So they've been playing well. I don't really get it. I'm not buying in just yet to that team that Marcus Mariota led offense I don't really know that it's going to get a lot done this week against the Bengals the Bengals have not been friendly at least when it comes to fantasy points for the opposing quarterback I don't think that Mariota is going to have a lot of success through the air he never does and uh, I think they're able to bottle him up on the ground Uh, the running game for the Falcons is, is gross they want to run the football but Caleb Huntley Tyler Algier those guys aren't really going to get the job done so I don't have a lot of faith in the Falcons offense at all this week uh, feeling kind of like I do when it comes to the Lions offense against Dallas. I just don't think it's a big week. Whereas on the other side, I think uh, the Bengals finally getting T. Higgins back to full healthy. He, he was a full practice off the injury report on Friday after he's been dealing with that ankle the last couple of weeks. I think getting him back to 100% is going to make him better, going to make Jamar Chase better, going to make everybody in that offense better because it's another superstar that you have to contend with as a defense. So I look for Jamar Chase to do his thing again. I think T. Higgins has a solid game. Uh, Joe Mixon, I mean, they've just got too many offensive weapons that the Falcons don't have, can't stop. I'm looking minus 6.5 on the Bengals here for sure. Uh, it's 47.5 at FanDuel, 47 for the total at DraftKings. That's a little bit tricky I, I, because I don't know if they quite get to the scoring that Dallas will where I said under, and this total is even a little bit lower. I like the Bengals' offense, I really do, but to like a 27-28 like a line, more so than a thirty, so I guess I'm under again. Uh, twenty-seven, seventeen feels maybe about right for this one, which would be forty-four total points and under. Uh, the NFL across the board, touchdowns are down substantially this year compared to the last couple of years. So, uh, you know, maybe it's just a little bit of a defensive struggle, but twenty-seven points still a decent output for the Bengals. Uh, I just don't think the Falcons are able to contribute enough to uh, cover the spread or to get that total over the forty-seven. And a half, another noon game on the docket. The Browns travel to Baltimore, take on the Ravens. That is an interesting one in the AFC North, as the Ravens are coming off that tough loss against the Giants, and now they're sitting tied at the top of their division at three and three. The Browns at two and four still within striking distance, as are the Steelers at two and four after that win over the Bucks. So uh, it's really anybody's division, but this one could go a long way toward kind of setting that hierarchy. The Ravens favored pretty heavily. Minus six and a half, according to DraftKings, and over at FanDuel, I'll check that out as well. It's six and a half over there. So another touchdown favorite, essentially, but that's a Ravens team that has not been able to shut people down very much recently this season, and their offense is even looking a little bit sputtery after scoring just 20 on the Giants last week. I feel like the way the Browns are playing defense, the Ravens should not have as much trouble offensively this week. However... I don't really trust the Ravens' defense. Uh, 24th in DVOA, according to Football Outsiders, against the run this season. And they're facing Nick Chubb this week. Nick Chubb might be the most explosive running back in the NFL this season with what we've seen him do. And so I think the Browns are going to be able to keep close in this one. I really like the over in this game. It might be one of my favorite over-under picks of the week. Over 45-and-a-half. I think it's the same whether you're looking at DraftKings or FanDuel or BetMGM hasn't really uh, changed off that number. Uh, looks like FanDuel, by the way, would be the place to bet it, though, with a little bit more favorable odds on the over. But it is 45.5 feet away. I'm definitely in on that number. And I think the Browns actually keep it close. Typically, you're looking at the favorite doing well when you like the over. But this is an example where I think it's just going to be a shootout in both directions. Um, I think Nick Chubb is too much for the Ravens' defense. Lamar Jackson is going to have his moments. Ravens probably win this game but I don't think they win it by more than that 6.5 total. Look for the Browns to make things really interesting. Maybe a late field goal by Justin Tucker again to get it done. I think like way over, though. I'm going 30-27. to Ravens beat the Browns, but that sails over the 45.5 total points. The Browns do get the cover, though, as I see it this Sunday. The last noon game on the schedule. Colts at Titans. Tennessee, minus 2.5, and quietly the Titans have been able to Right, the ship, and I guess you could say the same thing about the Colts as well, who are now 3-2-1. and The Titans off their bye week are 3-2. and Tennessee, though, started 0-2 and have since won three straight. So they're atop the AFC South right now. The Colts at 3-2-1 and are basically right there with them, but you've got that tie that can't become a win, whereas the Titans have played one fewer game and could win that extra game, and that would be the difference in the division. But this week's a big one for both of those teams. Colts offense looked really good last week against the Jaguars, but I I don't know. I'm talking that more up to the Jaguars faltering than I am giving credit to the Colts because I just don't think against a, a good defensive game plan that Matt Ryan is going to be enough at, at this stage in his career to be able to get the job done. So I like the Titans this week. They're at home, only minus two and a half. They win this game by at least a field goal. Yeah, I think that's the case. The total is at 42 at DraftKings, 41 and a half at FanDuel. Uh, the Titans have played a lot of those games in the, the low to mid-20s for both teams. I think it gets slightly over. Like, I think the Colts get to 20 points, but the Titans, uh, like I said, they win it by a field goal or so. It could be close. Give me 23-20. Titans over the Colts, that's enough to clear either total, uh, whether you go DraftKings or FanDuel, but we will choose to go with the FanDuel line because it's a little more favorable for the over at 41. And to half 23-20 just barely gets the cover for the Titans. I feel good about Mike Rabel's team turning the corner the way they have recently. The first of our four games in the late afternoon window starts at 3.05 Central. The Texans traveling to Vegas to take on the Raiders. I think that needed to be more Raiders. Got to drop the R off the table. The Raiders are favored by seven points in this game. It's a little bit tricky. The Raiders haven't had a great defense. They consistently allow teams to get into the mid-20s on them. And maybe this is a week where Davis Mills can kind of do that. Mills Mafia, perhaps. Uh, I don't love the Texans. I like their defense a little bit. I think the Raiders win this game. I don't. I don't think that's really in question. But minus seven is a bit of a big spread for a team that just hasn't really consistently gotten to that point this year. They're two and three against the spread. Not a great mark. They're coming off the bye, which helps, but uh, Houston is doing the same. So they they both had the bye week last week, and Houston's been better for betters at three one and one against the spread so far this season. Yeah, I think I, I it's a close one. This is one I don't have a very great read on, a, a super good feel about, but if I'm getting seven points with the Texans, I like their defense enough to maybe be able to muddy the waters and keep that one close. Give me, as far as the total goes, like yeah, like if the Raiders are going to get to 27 points on Houston, you think they're probably going to cover. That being said, boy. Yeah, it's a little bit of a weird game. Give me 27-23. I'm going to say that the Raiders have a decent offensive output. The game actually goes over the 45-and-a-half at FanDuel. It's 46 at DraftKings, so we'll take the FanDuel line. But 27-23 would be enough to keep the Texans in there. And, I mean, it could be 27-16 and you get a late garbage time touchdown for a backdoor cover. Something like that I think is within range for the Texans in this game. Uh, Davis Mills, I'm starting in a, a super flex league where I have Josh Allen on by, so Mills Mafia, let's ride. Speaking of Let's Ride, uh, Russell Wilson is the next game on the docket, but we don't know if he's going to play for sure. It could be Brett Rippon for the Broncos as another injury situation for Russ. That could just be they're continuing to say he's got other injuries to make it look like uh, there's an explanation for why he sucks so bad. I don't really know, but they did cover the spread last week against the Chargers and minus one at home against the Jets this week. I think they probably do it again. I'm... I'm actually on the Broncos for this one because I just think their defense at home has been so good that it can honestly carry the offense against a Zach Wilson-led offense that, like, he's going to give the ball away. It's just going to be the case. I've been impressed by that offense. They live on the run game, though, and I feel like the Broncos have the ability to slow that down. Like, Brees Hall looks fantastic for the Jets. I think the Broncos maybe get the better of him this week. I'm looking at what they've done at home so far this season. Uh, they did lose to the Colts. That was the twelve nine overtime game, though they allowed nine in regulation to Indy. Uh, Broncos hosted the Niners, beat them eleven to ten, and they hosted the Texans, beat them sixteen to nine. So for me, when it's only a one point spread and they have played really good football, two and I shouldn't say good football; they played very good defense at home and are two and one overall outright. And it would be three and zero oh if they had figured out that overtime game against the Colts and could score at all, then they'd be in a good situation. I don't think really it matters that Russell Wilson might not play because uh, you can't get much worse than him. I think it's just going to have to be the defense for the Broncos that gets it done. I don't have a great explanation for how that happens. I don't think you could ever set a total low enough for a Broncos game. 38-and-a-half is where they set it here at DraftKings. I'm going to say under that, it's 37-and-a-half at FanDuel. So we'll definitely take the DraftKings side on this one uh yeah it's gonna be another gross disgusting game give me Broncos 16 Jets 11 like I just I just I have no faith that the Broncos and Jets are, are like the Jets if it happens they win the game as an underdog because they get their offense going Broncos it's never going to happen but if it were going to happen maybe against the Jets defense but no give me the 38 and a half I'm taking the under but we will say the Broncos win the game and cover the one point spread now, here's an interesting one. The Kansas City Chiefs traveling to San Francisco, technically Santa Clara, taking on the 49ers, and the 49ers might have Christian McCaffrey available for this game after trading for him during the week. Be a short turnaround. I think he got into town on Friday, but that to me is enough time for the Stanford graduate to learn a few plays, have a package in place for when he's going to see the field, and to make an impact on the game. I actually have the 49ers winning this one outright over the Chiefs. I think this is a, a spot in the season where Kansas City sort of has to grapple with uh, their mortality a little bit and go, all right, look ourselves in the mirror. How do we bounce back from this thing? I think they do eventually bounce back, but I like the 49ers at home this week. Uh, they're a tough defense. I mean, they've been a very, very good defense. They are 2-0 and against the spread at home so far this season. Uh, I feel like San Francisco with McCaffrey, even though he might not be super involved just yet, uh, is definitely a better team than they were Previously. Kansas City's just two and four against the spread on the season. So uh they haven't quite been able to live up to the expectations overall. They're minus two at DraftKings, minus one and a half are the Chiefs at FanDuel. We're taking the two points with the Niners at DraftKings since it's the more favorable odds. Over under 49 and a half. I think it's maybe another game that sneaks under. I think I've been writing a lot of unders this week. Uh like a ton of them. Well, actually that's not true. One, two, three, four. Five. So we're, we're leaning narrowly toward the under on these bets so far. But we're going to have another one because I just think that's a high number. Like, I like uh, both offenses, but it could just be one of those weird sort of games that it gets into the mid-40s, but to, to go for 49 is uh, just maybe not quite super attainable. But with that 49ers defense probably winning the day, I think it stays under, and the Chiefs are a little bit of a disappointment offensively. So uh, they just lost to the Bills 24-20. I think you could see a similar score in this game. On the radio, I did say 26-23 49ers, but I don't feel like like I wasn't thinking about, okay, what's the total? I really think it, it goes a little bit lower than that. I'm going to stick with a weird score. Give me 26-22. The game just narrowly goes under the 49. We'll take 49 at DraftKings because it's 48.5 at FanDuel. Yeah, I just think it's a little bit of a disappointing game for the Chiefs offensively. I guess they'll get a two-point conversion or something weird happens to give them to 22 But uh, under is my lean for this one. But uh, the Niners take it outright with the two-point cushion. The final 3 o'clock game on the docket. The Seahawks traveling to Los Angeles, take on the Chargers. The Chargers are minus 4.5 at DraftKings, minus 5 at FanDuel. And I believe this is one of the highest over-unders of the week, 50.5. That's the first game I can recall eclipsing 50. Yeah, it is the only one. And that's because of the Seahawks' defense that has traditionally been a little bit ragged, but last week they allowed three offensive points to the Cardinals, who just blasted the Saints on Thursday night. By the way, I did have the Cardinals covering in that game, but I thought under, and it went way over. So we're basically back to, again, 5-5, five and five, even though we didn't get a chance, or 500, I should say, even though we didn't get a chance to get the podcast out before that game kicked off. Um, Yeah, and this one, I'm, I'm thinking... The Chargers probably have a bounce-back offensive performance. Justin Herbert did not throw a touchdown pass in the last game against the Broncos. That was the first time in, like, 26 games that he failed to do so. So I think he's on a mission in this one. But the Seahawks could be without Tyler Lockett. There's a chance he plays. I don't know. I'm, I'm not so sure the Chargers are able to cover this spread. Like, I'm taking the points where I can get them, so it's going to be FanDuel plus the 5 for Seattle. I like sort of a 27-23 score, which would be right under the 50. And so, I, or pardon me, right under the 50 and a half. It'd be right on 50 points. I'm going to take Seattle in this one because I think their offense is solid enough with what Geno Smith has done this year, and their defense played better last week. So even though I think the Chargers have a bounce-back performance offensively, I don't know if it's quite enough. Uh, now, there, this could be totally a game where it's we're looking at it in the third quarter, and it's like 31 to 30, and we're like, oh, crap. We missed it on the the obvious over, but I'm going to say it's a a little bit that the Seahawks defense with what they showed last week against the Cardinals are able to sustain that somewhat. Oh boy, the the more I think about it, this is going to be one that I get wrong, but I'm going to stick to my gun. Seattle plus the five and a 27 to 23 loss that goes right under the 50 and a half. On to then the Sunday night game between the Steelers and the Dolphins. That game takes place in Miami. The Miami Dolphins at home are favored by seven and a half at both sports books that we're looking at here. Uh, the total at DraftKings, 46, 45 and a half at FanDuel. Quarterback questions for this game exist. I think, though, with the two concussed quarterbacks, they're, they're both going to be back for this one. Kenny Pickett's been practicing. He'll probably be in there after the concussion last week. And for the Dolphins, Tua is supposed to be back. Tua Tungavailoa. So I feel like that's a good sign for the Dolphins on offense. Is it enough to cover, though, a seven and a half point spread against a Steelers team that just played really well? Well... On the road for the Steelers, I think it's going to be a little bit tougher. Um, I do kind of like both offenses in, the, in this game. I think it could be sneaky to get over the 45 and a half at FanDuel. Um, but I, as far as that total, man, that's a little tricky. Yeah, I am. I'm going to take Miami. I think they end up winning this game by about 10 points. You could give me in this one. Shoot. Let's make it kind of weird. We'll go over the 45 and a half. I'm going to go Dolphins 30, Steelers 19. Kind of a weird score, but I believe that the Dolphins offense is going to find its rhythm at home with Tua back. They've just got too many explosive weapons with Tyreek and Waddle on the outside uh, not to put up some points in this game. So give me the Dolphins 30, the Steelers 19. That's a cover for Miami and over the 45 and a half. And then our final game of the week is the Monday night football contest between the Bears and the New England Patriots. The Patriots are favored by eight at DraftKings. Over at FanDuel, as I fix the screen here, it's a 7.5-point spread. Patriots have kind of been blowing people out of the water lately. Like, playing well on offense, they get the game at home. So, I think it's a good game for the Patriots' defense. I think it's a good enough game for their offense. Mac Jones could be back. It doesn't really matter. Him and Zappy are both capable. Uh, 40 is the total here. I don't think this game is ugly enough to stay under that total of 40. And it's even lower at FanDuel at 39.5. So, we're going to take the over in this one. Uh, because I think the Patriots get there. I think the Patriots end up scoring 24, 27 points in this game, probably 27. Uh, I think it's a good game for their offense and a tough night for the Bears overall. So give me 27-16 Patriots over the Bears on Monday night football. Uh, 16, that might even be a little bit optimistic for what the Bears are able to do, but like last week, it was 35-17 or something like that. Or 37-15, the Patriots beat the the Browns. Could be a similar outcome where the Patriots just score like 40. They just dominate, score defensive touchdown. Justin Fields tends to give up the ball. And uh, that even if the Browns only score nine points, it could still get over the 39.5. So we like the over 39.5. We like the Patriots minus the 7.5. That's both at FanDuel. And uh, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of our picks of the week, NFL against the spread and totals. Appreciate you guys for joining me as always. I'll try to get these picks posted to the Patreon so that you can see the timestamps for when we talk about each game. But I appreciate you guys as always, and we'll talk to you next time on Be Safe Daily. Peace.